Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, put aside anything else that's going on. Just make yourself available to God. Let Him reveal Himself to you. It's not a matter of getting something from Him. Remember, He is already communicating with your spirit. Who you truly are is already in 100% communication with Him, communion. You already have everything you need for life and godliness here on this earth. Our problem again, is our soul. Soul continues to try to do its own thing. God's going to continue to work to restore our soul, our mind and will and emotions. But we can learn how our soul operates. Just as when we were born in the natural, we had to learn how to operate our body, we also are here to learn how to operate our soul. And one of the ways God does that is he draws us to learn to use the authority and power that we have as solical beings, whether it's whether we're born again and and spirit-filled and reborn or even without that. Remember the the disciples that were traveling with Jesus when he was just walking around, they weren't born again. They weren't spirit-filled. They weren't re-spirited. They were functioning purely out of their souls, what God, what Jesus had been pulling and revealing about the power and authority that they had in their souls. So it's not about the... You know, we don't judge or evaluate how how good of a Christian someone is based on the abilities that they have operating in their lives. And we want to consider that true about us as well, about ourselves. But that there are times when we figure, okay, since these abilities are operating in our lives, we must be doing okay. And this is a way of avoiding very often God knocking on our door, saying, trying to get our attention, and we use that as an excuse rather than understanding that the abilities that we have in our soul are not dependent on our relationship with God. Now, that may be startling to some people, but remember, again, the disciples were operating, you know, when they were, you know, Jesus sent them two by two, and they came back amazed that the devils, the demons, responded to them. And all the other examples we we know of, of things that the disciples did, miracles, great, you know, shows of, of power and authority but they weren't because they were depending on the Spirit of God. It's their 
solical abilities had been you were being trained jesus who was revealing them to them that they had these abilities already in them and i think the same thing is true today is he he wants us and i think part of that is because we cannot begin to comprehend let alone embrace our true identity as spirit beings until we are able to embrace our solical abilities. I think it's just a matter of degree. You know, no man can see God and live. But if you're in your spirit, you that's not the case because you've you're in the presence of God anyway. So it's not a matter of being separate from him and looking, it's you're in him. But our soul and our body is not the case. So we are apart from him as far as our, that oneness. So it's a process. And when we start to really understand that the path to learning to live and move and have our being as a spirit being, that path almost exclusively runs through the abilities and the power and authority in our soul being utilized. Those are the weapons of our warfare. And when you look at the examples and the encouragement throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, it is so much about the attributes in our soul. You know, we encourage our soul. We, you know, uh, we heal our soul. We, we overcome the rejection in our soul. Those, it's all about repairing our soul. And then, or as part of that process, our soul is healed and equipped your soul, we need to learn, each one of us, there are things about your soul, about my soul, that God wants us to not just understand, but embrace. You are a spirit being. You have a soul. And you're here in a body for a time and a season. But part of our purpose here and the, is learning what is going on in the supernatural realm. We are so often so focused on what's going on in the natural realm that we pay very little attention to what's going on in the supernatural realm, in the solical realm. And again, the solical realm is part of the supernatural realm. There's other realms within the supernatural realm besides the solical realm. And we have such a limited understanding about what is going on in the soulical realm in the supernatural, and in the supernatural realm, let alone being able to comprehend. You know, um, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has mind, had, has it entered into the mind. The love, uh, the, the mysteries, the, the fantastic things that God wants to show us to those who love him and wait for him, not to those who are super spiritual or anointed or God's little honey or in the right place at the right time. The qualifications 
for God to bring us more understanding is that we love him and we wait on him. And it's amazing that that's the correlation. We've talked about how God's nature is love, but he shows his love by giving. He gives himself. He gave his son. He gives what we need, life eternal. And for us, our new nature, your new nature, spiritual nature is love. It's the same as God. And we show our love by waiting, by making ourselves available to him. And the whole idea of waiting, you know, we we think we understand it, but it's something we have to experience. And in a sense, it's not time-related except at the beginning. And I think this is part of where, where the whole going beyond the solical abilities being stirred up it's not about the solical abilities. It's about, okay, I see what you're doing, Lord, and joining him in the process. So it's the same thing. As we wait on him, we realize it's not about accomplishing something by spending time with him. It's going, okay, I see what you're doing here. I'm available for you to, for you to do your work. And 99% of what's going on in your life is his work. He is restoring your soul. He's healing your wounds, your rejection, your misunderstandings. He's doing it. That's his job. And when we try to help, very often he has to slap our hand and say, nope, you're, you're out of this. But there are things we are to be doing. And we have a tendency to neglect those things in favor of trying to help God. Because we see, okay, that's what he's working on. That's what he wants us to be working on. No, very often, exactly the opposite. He wants you to appreciate and value what he's working on within you. But you continue to work on the project, the assignment that he's given you. And very often, not always, but very often, it will involve learning how to use the power and authority that you already have in your soul. This generation of, of Christians is very, has a long way to go in comprehending the true nature of the soulical realm and the supernatural realm. It used to be that there were two perspectives on, for instance, the devil and overcoming the devil and warfare and all that. It's far too much attention was being paid or not enough attention. He was being ignored. And so either way, he benefits. He benefits from too much attention. He benefits from being ignored. And And you could say that, okay, what we're looking for is the middle ground. But very often what we end up doing is using his presence as an escape. We blame him. We basically have reduced him to a 
uh, a token. This is what we're going to hide behind. This is what we're going to use. So we don't have to wait. So we don't have to seek to understand or even how to learn to exercise the power and authority that we already have. But he, the, the devil and his little buddies, they dwell also in the supernatural realm. So if you're going to work there, if you're going to learn to live and move and have your being in the spirit, you're also going to have power and authority over the soulful realm. And it all starts with wherever God has brought you to as far as your abilities, your solical abilities right now. And don't think of whatever he's talking to you about. Don't think of it as a little thing. If he's just talking to you about, uh, you know, ministering encouragement or raising the dead or speaking in tongues or words of knowledge, it doesn't matter. Where whatever God is, is working, drawing you and working through you, it's not about what he's accomplishing even. It is all about what he's teaching you, what he's showing you, what he is equipping you to do. You know, when you think about it, it's all about the purpose of the church is to equip the saints. Not to grow the church not to expand the influence of the church. It's to equip the church. And the church is people. It's the called out ones. Now a lot of people don't belong to churches anymore. And one of the reasons is because the needs, the functional needs of so many people are subordinated to the needs of the church or the vision of the church leaders. But the more we, time we spend with God, the more we find out that his purpose is very personal. It's about you. He spends all his time thinking about you and working out the circumstances and consequences in your life. So go ahead and whatever, there's no little beginnings it's all the right beginning. Wherever you are in stirring up the abilities that you already have, ask him to do that. Now, God is patient and kind and generous towards us. Remember, he, he loves you and he's kind. So he's not going to put you in a situation that he doesn't have the answer for. He is going to put you in situations that you can't handle. That's part of the whole process is to learn your own limitations, learn what you don't know. Learn how to deal with making a mistake. Do you happen to think that, okay, we go back to if you're in the center of God's will, nothing bad will ever happen. And likewise, if you're in the center of God. God's will, if you're working with him, if you're listening and you're hearing, then you'll never make a mistake. Well, those are lies. Those are deceptions. Because we learn oh so much more by making mistakes. Trial and error, that's God's intent. 
And this is an area we, we overcome fear. We see how things work. For instance, when we talked last week about if you're if God is leading you about giving the desire in your heart to learn how to heal, start with yourself. Word of wisdom. What area in your life do you need wisdom? Ask the Lord for it. Give that word of wisdom to yourself. Very often, just start writing things down and ask, you know, even perceive other people that you're, you know, um, friends, relatives, people you see on the street. Ask the Lord for a word of wisdom for them. Write them all down and ask if any of them are for you. We don't have to be afraid about offending God. We can come up with ways to generate and, and lubricate and exercise, stirring up the abilities that we already have within us. For those who don't have a, a gift of tongues, the ability, you do. Everybody does. I don't understand a lot of it, and that's fine. I don't understand a lot of things, but that doesn't keep me from stirring them up and using them. If God chooses to explain how they work, fine, great. But I'm fine if he doesn't either. Because I don't think we want to be following through on his direction because we have understood it. When he says, go do this, we just go do it. We don't stop, now wait a minute, God, I don't understand what you want me to do here. Because this is the way, walkie in it. Well, I don't, I don't get that. Well, you start, you pick up your foot and you start. And what happens is as you, you pick up your foot, as you start to bring it down, he will guide where your foot comes down. Activity, it's the action, it's, it's moving with him. Now, there's going to be times also that he says, no, I want you to just be still. And that's part of our whole challenge is there's no cookie cutter. There's no, the pattern that Jesus left us is that there is no pattern. The pattern that he left us is that it's all about relationship. It's very limited things that are consistent across from one person to another. And we've already talked about that, the the appreciation and the waiting and learning to be with him, learning to hear from him. Those are the consistencies. But your path, the way he's bringing you on, is going to be different than anybody else's. And the more we can value that, you know, there is comfort when we know other people are going through the same thing we're going through or struggling with the same thing we're struggling. And there are are times that God wants to comfort us. But there are times he does not want us comforted. There are times when he wants us to push through, to struggle, even to be angry and even to be in pain. There's a time for everything. 
So we don't judge how we're doing based on whether we feel like we're having a victory or whether we feel depressed. You can be in the middle of a huge depression and be right in the middle of a great victory. And the more we accept this is the path the hit set out for us, for you, the more we can be, we can embrace and not fight against what he's doing in our lives. So again, we've been talking about stirring up the abilities. And there are so many teachings out there, and that's fine. If, if you're involved in a teaching or you've been taught something, and it's different than what I'm teaching, I'm fine with that. You can be fine with that too. It's not an either or. We, you always take everything back to the Lord and go, okay, now what, draw my attention to what you want me to focus on. Not the teaching, not my teaching, but what does the Lord, what is he drawing you towards? And if that, if what you're being taught, whether, again, whether it's through me or through someone else, if it's drawing you into a greater dependence and reliance, an appreciation for God himself. Nothing else matters. We don't have to be concerned and afraid about being deceived, about having wrong doctrine, about backsliding. We don't need to be concerned about any of those things. Because God's not. God's not concerned about your being deceived. Because you know what? You can't keep yourself from being deceived. In one way, shape, or form, we are none of us has all the truth. So there's going to be areas that when God shows us something different, we're going to go, oh my gosh, everything I thought about this is wrong. And he's going to go, yeah, well... And we go on to the next thing. And we adjust. And this is part of the process. And a lot of the things we're going to learn as we work through the learning about the supernatural is going to fall into that category. Oh, here I thought this was going to be a real hard thing and it was going to be real cool to have this going on in my life. And really, it, this is not at all what I expected. And sometimes I wish I'd never gotten involved in it. But what's important is that it's bringing us into a process. It's drawing our soul into our spirit. It's cooperating with God as he does his work. And he has purposed us. He's put us on this earth to learn to live and move and have our being as a spirit being has a fully functioning soul and body. And for your soul to be fully functioning, it's not just the healing, it's not just the restoration, it's not just the, the believing, you know, the right doctrine and the truth. It's also embracing what our soul is capable of. And there's a power and authority. And if you don't know what that is, ask the Lord to reveal it to you. I ask the Lord to give dreams and 
put books and ideas and concepts into anybody's consciousness that's interested in that, that he can relay and, and give you a thirst and a hunger for into the direction he wants to draw you. So you have an idea, a taste of what he has for you. Now, some are afraid of things they don't understand. Others are curious about things they don't understand. It doesn't matter. God's going to draw you regardless. But take into consideration that God's going to give you that hunger and thirst for new things, for a greater understanding, and a greater stirring up of the supernatural abilities that you already have. Now, we, we are in a personal training opportunity with our God. We are in an internship with him. And he's training us to be like him, a spirit being. He's training us not to take over for him, but to work with him. But he is watching and guiding and and carrying us 24 hours a day, every second, every minute. So we don't have to get his attention. But the more we can be aware, and he talks about, you know, those that have ears to hear, those that have eyes to see, those are all about the supernatural realm, what's going on in the soul. This is, again, why it's so important to understand the difference between spirit and soul. These are things that you not only have a right to exercise power and authority in, you have a responsibility, a duty, to learn how to use the power and authority of your supernatural abilities. And that that training is under his control. If you want to grow in exercising these abilities, you don't have to rely on being at the right place at the right time, hearing the right thing, having the right idea, having the right comprehension. It's, that's still going to be dependent on God's sovereignty drawing you, giving you the right path, giving you the right ideas. So that's why we go back to if there's something that is interesting to you, assume it's from God. And he doesn't tease us. Ask him about it. doesn't matter how outlandish it may seem, whether it's moving that mountain or putting your hand on a hospital and healing everybody in it or, or whatever. Ask him. Lord, is this you drawing me? There's no, by asking him, by, by giving, putting yourself in front of him, that's, you are fully available to him. And anything, any changes he wants to do, he is free to do. So we're working with him. That's our great opportunity. That's our great privilege is to be able to work with him. But it's dependent on him and not our own understanding, not 
that we read the right book or that we're healed enough or we've, you know, been anointed or involved in the right ministry or anything. It's all dependent on him. Like one of my little tests is to to see what, you know, if this is something that is part of our relationship with God is whatever it is you're doing or whatever it is you're you're believing, would it work if you were stranded alone on a desert island without scriptures or anyone else to help you but God? Is God enough? Now, if you're alone on that desert island and your survival depends on hearing from him, how do I handle this? Where is the best place to create a habitation? How am I going to get off this stranded island? In a sense, we're all on an island because we're all depending on him to take us on a step-by-step basis. Not if you need something plus God. If you're depending on God, but you also need to go to church. If you're depending on God, but you also need to feel his presence. If you're depending on God, but you also need to see change or, or a scriptural support or whatever. If, you, if there's a, something else, if, God, if it's God plus something, You're going beyond what he wants for you. You're not embracing his full sovereign authority over you. And and that's the separation between your spirit and your soul. You're saying, no, God, I need more than just you. I need to understand this. I need a scriptural reference. I need something else besides you. So we're going to pick it up there next next week and continue to send me your good questions and feedback. I always appreciate it. Hopefully we'll, we are continuing to answer questions and, and stir you up. One of the reasons I don't spend a lot of time on homework is because it is such a, a new thing and little bit by little bit it's far more important that, that we all do this. We do the homework we learn how it works rather than get a lot of notes, get a lot of steps of one, two, three. Focus on one, do the one thing, write things down, make yourself available to God, and be open to his drawing. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. <laughs>